What's up everybody, it's David McCullough Cash, D-A-V-I-D-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H-C-A-S-H. Um, here's my next thing I'm going to tell you all that, this is some serious information right here. Um, and I'm just going to tell you real quick because I don't, I think a lot of people aren't going to believe me, but anyway, uh, so, uh, the Terminator 3 thing, I was thinking about it. And I was watching Ancient Aliens, and uh, and then, uh, well anyway, let me let them talk, but it has to do with, watch the movie Terminator 3, and then think about the movie, and think about, like, me, and just, well, how can I say this? It's just weird, the, the information matches up almost exactly. Like, I just worked at this place, Shag Nasties, right? And there's Skynet and T3, right? And, um, and there's Crystal Peak. And, like, what is that? Sounds like our cash properties, the CP thing. And on the Crystal stuff, you know, you've heard about this. And then, like, uh, there's Christina Loken. And I have, like, a best friend named, not a best friend, but a friend named Christina. And then there's Sierra Nevada, California where Edward, near, Edwards Air Force Base is near there, so, um, sounds like this Shag Nasty's place, so I think somebody wrote this into, into some, I mean, you know, these movies are made by these intelligence people, and this Terminator series is a pretty big deal, and that's the, T3 is the last of the official series, so, I'm just saying, just look into it, and I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll give you some more info later, but I don't care if you believe it or not, because I already told you guys I felt like I was, it was, I needed to, and like there's a, a fallout shelter, and my mom's from Finley, Ohio, I thought that was weird, like fallout shelter, and like, um, she just, she's going through some things right now, and um, there's a shelter right near me too, it's just crazy, but you know, you can look at any movie and match up the information. It's just, in this case, this is like a really serious movie about like nuclear weapons and the end of the world and and stuff. So, and it's a VIP shelter. And I don't know, just look into it. Just watch Terminator Three. commandeered the family's truck and drove with Hugh to the crash site. Nick and Georgia were taken on the exact same journey that was made that night. How high is the mountain? At the very top, about 2,800 feet. You know, one thing that struck me is this is a pretty difficult drive, so you've got to be pretty determined to get a whole bunch of people up here. Yes, and for what purpose? Unless it's really something of importance. Yeah, this this is not to be undertaken lightly, is it? No. An interesting thing is the fact that it was an inspector who came out. Yes, it, it was an inspector. I mean, that's the thing. You see, in, in the UK, most cops are constables. And then next up from that is sergeant. And then inspector is above that. So it's actually quite a, a senior rank. 
this to me says that somebody somewhere was treating this as an important high profile incident that needed someone with the seniority and clout to deal with it. According to Hugh, the police inspector directed them to stop at this spot, although he was allegedly not familiar with the area and seemed to have no reason for doing so. It was at this location that he witnessed an incredibly bright light in the distance. So down there? You walk to the left there. Okay. Just over there. There's a little clump of trees to the left of the valley. That's where the light was. So not in the trees, but no. beyond it, yeah. in the valley. In the valley. When this light appeared, did it seem to you as if it was an explosion? No. This was definitely very strong white light from the ground. And how long was it shining for? No more than 15 seconds. According to Hugh, the inspector wanted to get a closer look at the mysterious light, but then received a curious command from his superiors. He asked me, can you take the vehicle where the source of light is? So we went back down that way, a quarter of a mile, and turned left on the track, and then this radio message came and said, come back and touch lights. So it sounds like it was a stand-down call. Yes. Well, that brings me to today. They were looking for a crash site. Why? You know, when you were half a mile away from where we wanted to go, I think we called down. Yes. This makes sense. Curiously, the official explanation for these events provided by the Ministry of Defense did not include either fox hunters or a plane crash, as was told to Hugh that night. And the story they did provide involves an incredible coincidence. The story is apparently that there was an earthquake that hit the village. But at the same time, there was a bright fireball meteor breaking up in the Earth's atmosphere. So, not one extraordinary event, but two at exactly the same time. Some people said, has there been a UFO incident? Has there maybe been a UFO crash? Over the years, the UFO community has become convinced that this was indeed a UFO crash. That the military launched a secret operation to secure the crash site, to recover the wreckage and maybe bodies, and to take it to a secure facility. And many believe that that secure facility is Rudlow Man. If what Hugh Lloyd and hundreds of others witnessed on that night in 1974 really was an alien craft falling from the sky, might the wreckage have been taken to Rudlow Manor for investigation? Ancient astronaut theorists say yes, and suggest that perhaps the most compelling evidence of all can be found by re-examining England's best documented UFO encounter, the Rendlesham Forest Incident. Join us in honoring our nation's fallen heroes. We made the 
USAA insurance for members like Martin, an Air Force veteran made of doing what's right, not what's easy. So when a hailstorm hit, USAA reached out for so yeah, it's just, maybe I'm wrong, I just thought it was interesting in, uh, in T3, um, it's Nick Stahl, and that was weird because I just had a job as a plumber, and that's a stall, like a bathroom stall, and, um, what else, uh, he breaks into a vet, which may have, something like that might have happened, I'm not sure, but, and then, uh, his name, his wife's name is, or his future wife is supposed to be named Catherine Brewster, like KB, and I had a friend named KD that is now dead, but supposedly, but um, it's just like, I don't know, man, some, some guy in Hollywood just wrote this, and, uh, but uh, then I went to the Edwards Air Force Base site, and it like let me right into the code of the site, and I think... I think somebody left like a trap for me because like thinking I could take control of the whole website but still it showed like the the programming language at like the text level at the code level so I could see um, the whole thing so I don't know um, I don't really not really worried if you believe me or not and because I believe me and if I think I've got enough reasons to be worried after some of the stuff that's happened, so this may just be some random stuff, but I really think that it maybe means something, but I don't, I'm not sure what. Because in T3, it's supposed to be Judgment Day, and they're they're hiding in this shelter to avoid Judgment Day, but like, and there's supposed to be like a nuclear war, but I don't know if. I mean, hopefully I'll be safe here, but I don't know if that's that's actually what's going to happen, and I really hope that it doesn't, because that's the last thing people need right now, but, uh, especially me, so, um, I don't know, just makes, a bunch of this information matches up exactly, and you can say what you want, but it's just interesting. Watch the movie. Watch Terminator 3. If you don't believe me. Um, and uh, what is the guy... Well, okay, well, I'm about to... Continue Ancient Aliens. Suffolk County, England. 200 miles east of Rudlow Manor lies six square miles of woodlands that has become notorious as the site of Great Britain's most incredible UFO encounter. On December 26, 1980, near an airbase leased to the United States Air Force by the RAF, strange lights are reported on the horizon in what appears to be a possible downed aircraft. Two U.S. servicemen are dispatched to the site. According to accounts, radios failed as they approached the targeted area, and the air itself felt electrically charged as they closed in. Strange lights were seen about three to four hundred meters away from an area that was called the Eastgate. And the patrolling officers of the Eastgate saw the lights above the forest and they thought potentially it was a downed aircraft or an aircraft in distress. So two of them, Sergeant Pennison and Airman John Burroughs, 
and further into the forest. Once at this so-called crash site, the men observed this strange triangular craft on the ground, approximately three meters wide at its base. It appeared to be either hovering or on legs. And it had clearly come down into this small clearing and smashed some of the branches off the tree. So there was, there was physical evidence which was looked at afterwards. And so the men looked at this strange object. I noticed that there was a description on the side of the uh, aircraft. I was expecting to find, uh, I don't know, USAF, uh, something like that. And what I find is glyphs, uh, pictorial glyphs, making no sense at all. And then I was running my hand over the side of the craft. It was very warm to touch. At this time, we were getting a feeling of electricity that was just bouncing. It was much, much stronger. There was this feeling of being drawn into it or being pulled into it. Like someone was holding a picture of zeros and ones in my mind's eye. The strange vision Sergeant Peniston had upon touching the craft has made this one of Britain's most famous UFO encounters. But ancient astronaut theorists suggest that even more compelling is what happened after. The following evening, further strange sightings occurred, and also the night after, reported by U.S. Air Force Colonel Charles Hall. Let his own search party to put an end to the confusion. But instead of finding a logical explanation, they discovered high levels of radioactivity where Burroughs and Penniston had previously seen the strange craft and three impact holes in the ground. They then spotted a light in a nearby field that suddenly came towards them through the trees at high speed. One of the people with me said, look there to the north. There were four or five objects in the sky. They were elliptical and round. They changed shape. They moved at very high speed, made sharp angular turns, as though they were doing some type of a grid search. One came at high speed, stopped directly overhead, three, four, maybe 5,000 feet, and sent down a concentrated beam about eight or 10 feet from us. It was about a foot in diameter. I would describe it today as probably like a laser beam. We noticed the other object was sending down similar beams on Woodbridge Base. Apparently these beams were falling down into or near the weapons storage area. I was really concerned then. I suspect it was some kind of scan to see what was inside, the ordnance inside. What we do know is Lieutenant Colonel Polk saw Colonel Williams just a few hours later and told him that beams had been shone down into the storage bunkers. And he said, I think the ordinance needs to be checked out. If Colonel Hall's report is true, why were these craft emitting beams of light down into the Woodbridge base? According to some ancient astronaut theorists, they may have been conducting a search, not for nuclear weapons, but for one of their own craft. They were moving around erratically, he said, as if conducting some sort of grid search. The reason he said that was that beams of light 
were firing down from this UFO into one of the most sensitive parts of the base, the weapons storage area. Maybe the aliens would be looking for a crashed UFOs, maybe their own alien technology to prevent us from trying to back engineer it and build our own spacecraft. over the highly secure Woodbridge base were aliens searching for one of their own downed craft. Might they have considered this base the most likely place the British government would hide such wreckage, unaware of its true location in the underground facilities of Ludlow Manor? Ancient astronaut theorists believe the truth lies within the 18 UFO files the British government has withheld from the public might also exist in documents recently declassified by the CIA. In 1898, a young Chinese American named Wong Kim Ark won a landmark Supreme Court case for civil rights. His victory ensured that any child born in the United States is a citizen of birth. For more on Asian Pacific American heritage, Month, go ahead. So, uh, yeah, so watch the movie Terminator 3 and you will match up all that data if like let's say you have a big file on me whoever has a whatever file you match up all that data and you'll see what I'm talking about but um I don't think that I think it's worth reason to be concerned for sure but uh like I I was already before thinking about this I wasn't just going to lay low and hang around the the house the apartment area for now and uh and I don't want to be I don't want to be urged by my dad to do anything or go anywhere or just anything I just just not right now so um but uh oh yeah and there's, there's this guy at work and they acted like it just you never know. I mean, I was just thinking this guy was so fast at work that if you were going to design, like, if you were going to use robots, you would use humanoid robots. And they're just like, oh, man, that guy's just so fast. Instead of using, like, so instead of actually knowing that they were robots. So that, that that's how they could replace all the humans. But uh, I hadn't thought about that till I... Saw the guy go so fast, so much faster than me. I was like, "Wow, I'm impressed." And then they put a thing on the on the outside on the um. They had a T-shirt that said, "Rodney ain't shit," and then uh, put it on the um, bulletin board thing outside. And I was like, "What's the big deal about this?" So anyway. But it makes sense to me, but it's just what I was thinking about. Maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not. But. And then I thought about Edwards Air Force Base. And I thought, who, who do I know named Edwards? Edward Norton. And you think, well, that's the 
like Extraterrestrial craft 
really lie hidden deep beneath the surface of Rudlow Manor? And if so, might the recent disclosure by the American CIA push the British government closer to revealing an incredible truth? Proof that first contact with extraterrestrials is no longer the stuff of science fiction. But this was weird how this was, it was an alien, ancient aliens when I was thinking about this. And you know, there's humans and then there's aliens and then there's machines, but you never know, aliens and machines may be on some similar thing. I don't know, but that's why I keep it. I have paranormal Not sure the site is supposed to do that type of stuff. But I mean again that you program it and it shows you structure of it. Like how the expert looks at it. So I don't know. It's weird. It'd be like a quantum time loop if it wasn't planned out by a human, like a paradox in time or something. At 3.46 p.m. local time, the 45th President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, steps across a low concrete barrier within the Joint Security Area of the Korean Demilitarized Zone. In doing so, he becomes America's first Commander-in-Chief to set foot inside one of the most dangerous and oppressive countries on Earth, the Democratic People's Republic of North Korea. Logan 9. Trump setting foot in North Korea is one of those things that presidents have to have the option to do while he's the president. I don't want to get too much into this war stuff because this data that I'm talking about can be seen by any country and can be matched up by, you know, at any time. So this isn't like something where I want to like make this worse by watching this and adding this to my show. So let's, we'll see. Leader of North Korea. Kim Jong-un. And just as surprising, President Trump initiated the meeting via Twitter. While the Secret Service usually has months to prepare for an official state visit, in this case, they had less than 24 hours. Secret Service agents know that they are never going to eliminate risk. It's about managing risk. So bringing the president 20 feet into North Korea, we understand what those risks are. There's a risk tolerance that we have that we can allow. The dynamic is a little bit different. We have a foreign adversary. We have standing armies. What are we going to do in a tactical situation, a medical situation, or if we had to relocate the presidents? Secret Service had multiple plans in place. Plans in place that coordinated with U.S. military assets. Yeah, I bet Secret Service has heard about this because...
encounter with him that supposedly does something in it. Arnold Schwarzenegger says it, but he's determined when he says something in a different direction. Anyway, we, we better make sure, you know, somebody didn't write this like 20 years ago or something. And if they didn't, you know, it's just something on the practice. of redefining borders within Europe. And then let's also remember that Nord Stream 2 was planned and started under the Obama administration, the Obama-Biden administration. The Trump administration, we were very pleased. We, we used sanctions, we used diplomatic leverage, we used President Trump himself to make sure that Nord Stream 2 did not come online when it was supposed to come online. We delayed it, and we were able to make sure that that wasn't uh, coming to fruition. I'm very proud of that work. Now what we have is Joe Biden completely backing down and allowing the Russians to complete the pipeline. Yeah, you wouldn't have heard that from Greenpeace or some of these other leftist organizations that that uh, President Trump was actually slowing one down, and Joe Biden flipped the switch and said, hey, yeah, go for it. Uh, Congressman, uh, what's your perspective on how Joe Biden is treating Russia? Because, I don't know, for more than four years, all I could hear was Trump, 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 Russia, Russia, right. Russia. And I, it seems like the one who's actually coddling up and, and being, you know, taking this approach of appeasement to Russia and Putin is Joe Biden. Yeah, no, as you mentioned in your opener, uh, he, in his first days in office, he cancels a pipeline. Russian-backed hackers attack uh, our biggest pipeline in Colonial after he canceled Keystone. And now we're just going to let the Russians have their pipeline and give away the sanctions and get nothing uh, in return. So really, what side, whose side is Biden on? Uh, because you know, Trump, uh, Rick Grinnell, uh, and Pompeo and the team took tough, tough measures against Russia. Uh, you look at what they actually did compared to what Biden's actually doing. It's a complete giveaway, but it's part of the bigger picture, Jason, in that our adversaries right now smell weakness in the White House. And our adversaries, when they smell weakness, they push and they're emboldened. Uh, and under President Trump, they were deterred by strength. And that's what we're seeing from Hamas launching rockets on Israel, the Iranians on the march across the Middle East, the Russians now getting their pipeline completed for free and nothing in return. Uh, we are soon going to see the Taliban on the march. And as you mentioned, the Chinese are the greatest threat this country has ever faced. With a navy that's larger than ours, with an economy that's on the verge of being bigger than ours, more launches into space, 
than the rest of the world uh, combined, and they're stealing our technology left, right, and center because they have Wall Street, our universities, and our politicians corrupt on Chinese money. Uh, this country, uh, you know, the number one job of the federal government is to keep us safe, uh, and that's the last thing uh, Joe Biden's doing right now. Yeah, Ambassador, I got to tell you, you know, I look at the way he handles China, and I look at the other things. I, I think the, the congressman's right here. Peace through strength works. Uh, uh, Donald Trump certainly proved that. President Reagan lived it and breathed it, and it worked. Uh, it's what the world understands is strength. But with China, I, I just don't think that Joe Biden knows how to negotiate anything. There's certainly nothing in his past that would suggest he knows how to actually negotiate something. Well, this is why he's had this look over there strategy for four years. They've been telling us to look at Russia. Russia's clearly a problem, but China is a crisis. And yet, what did we see just weeks before the 2020 election? We were told by the Biden campaign not to look at Hunter Biden's laptop because it was Russian disinformation. Now, let's be very clear. That was a lie. That was wrong. That was politics. And yet, that was part of the look over there campaign. Don't pay attention to China. Everything that Joe Biden has been doing is exactly what the Chinese want him to do. Look over at Russia. Don't pay attention to us. And Congressman, what's your take on what's going on with Russia? Because, I mean, with China, because they are on the march. They are going to expand. They are going to invest. And I think they know that Joe Biden, like you said, is weak and he's not willing to stand up for much. Well, and, and, and don't take it from me or Rick. Listen to Chairman Xi, the leader of China's own words, where he is telling his military to prepare for war. He's talking openly about replacing the American dream with the China dream. And the thing is, we're, we're funding this beast with our own money. Uh, Wall Street is corrupt. deficit, through the amount of money that they're raising on Wall Street, through the debt that the Chinese are financing that's flowing over there. And meanwhile, you have to understand the Chinese view of victory, right? They saw that we bankrupted the Soviet Union with Star Wars, where they couldn't afford to compete. Now China's bankrupting us with COVID, where we're spinning our way into oblivion. But the irony is those stimulus checks are flowing right through Walmart and Amazon, right over into Chinese manufacturing. The money is flowing right over there. We have to bring our manufacturing back home. We have to reduce those appendices. Made in the USA isn't just a labor issue. That's a national security issue. Uh, and, and the Biden is just asleep at the switch. And it could be because his family is on the tape too. Gentlemen, thank you both for being here with us uh, here on this beautiful Friday night. Congressman Waltz, thank you for your service to the United States military. Ambassador Donnell, thank you to the service for your, your country uh, as an ambassador and, and certainly your work as the uh, acting director of national intelligence. Thank you both. All right. Today, former President Trump joined Leo Terrell on his podcast and had this to say about the conflict in Israel. Listen to this. It would have never happened if I was president. And I understand both sides. I know both sides in a certain way. Certainly, I get along great with Israel. Nobody's done more for Israel, if you look at it, 
certainly no American president with Golan Heights and Jerusalem and obviously ending the Iran deal, which they want to now go back into, which is a big mistake. But uh, I've done a lot, and I, I understand the uh, the Palestinians very well. I mean, I have a good relationship with them. It would have never, ever happened, Leo. The Democrats, large numbers of them, hate Israel. Yeah. And that's as simple as you can put it. Leo Terrell will join us more coming up. Meanwhile, today, President Biden insisted that his party still supports Israel, despite the squad calling for Israel Israel's government to be tried for war crimes. This comes as we are now seeing a wave of anti-Semitic attacks right here at home. In Los Angeles, a group of individuals waving Palestinian flags viciously attacked diners at a restaurant. And in New York City, a pro-Palestinian group threw incendiary devices at people in the city's predominantly Jewish diamond district. Also in New York, one pro soccer player claims a group of Palestinian men approached him on the street carrying knives and asked him if he was Jewish. Will the radical left condemn this violence or do they only care about hating Israel? Joining us now with reaction is Fox News contributor Laura Trump. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Laura. I, I gotta get your just immediate reaction to what's happened really over the last 48 hours of the violence here in the United States because uh, we didn't see this under President Trump because he took the definitive line and it was good for the United States, it was good for world security. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, what we have seen happen, Jason, the bottom line is it's heartbreaking. This should not happen in America, these things. You're right, it would not have happened under my father-in-law, and you heard him say it right there. We knew uh, where President Trump stood with Israel when he was in office. We knew that America was going to have Israel's back, and it is a much different story right now. Look, the bottom line here is that all of these woke celebrities who are out there supporting an active terrorist organization, Hamas is a terrorist organization, you have these people like Gigi and Bella Hadid, whose followers don't know any better, and they're saying, stand up for Palestine, stand up with Hamas. They have no idea what they're talking about. It is insanity. And where is the mainstream media in this? How come they haven't been covering these horrific attacks of these anti-Semitic attacks as they should be doing? I can guarantee you, if this happened under the Trump administration, they would have been singing a very different tune. It is crazy how quickly things have changed. It, it, the difference in how the national media covers these basic stories and these attacks, right, I mean, right in New York City, right in Los Angeles, Cameras rolling, they don't, there's no, they're unabashedly doing this, but they don't get called out. What, when is the left actually going to stand up? They can give a little lip service and say, oh, we stand with Israel, but when it's actually time to stand up, I don't see them standing up and actually doing something. Well, you're not going to see that. I mean, you have members of Congress who have come out and said that they basically are anti-Israel. Let's be very clear. There are so many Muslim-majority countries around the world. There is one uh, Jewish country in the world, and it is Israel. And the fact is, if you are against Israel, then you are anti-Semitic, period. I, I can't even believe we have come to a place where we are talking about this. But you're right, you're not going to see anybody on the left come out and talk about this because, look, it's BLM that they're supporting Hamas and Palestine. This is a Marxist organization 
uh, that is behind all of this, and they have tricked a lot of Americans. People better wake up. Israel is our Middle Eastern ally. They have been forever. They are a beacon of freedom in the Middle East. We cannot turn our back on them. We cannot allow these attacks to go on in our country. It is sickening. Jason, you know, members of my own family are Jewish. My brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, and their entire family, heartbreaking to see this happen. Yeah, uh, President Trump really should have won the Nobel Peace Prize. If they were giving it for actual achievement, for actually installing peace, Nobody has done it better than Donald Trump. And he should have won. He should have won that award. And he did it, and he did it. And I think it actually exposes how radical left these people really are. And for those people who are supporting the, the, the Black Lives Matter group, and then you see them standing with a terrorist organization, according to our State Department, it is just shameful. So, Mark, thank you for joining us tonight. I really do appreciate it. Shameless hypocrisy for Nancy Pelosi when it comes to masks inside of Congress. But is she the one who's violating the law? Right here in Congressman Madison Is arthritis or joint pain holding you back? JoyFlex is clinically proven to penetrate right to the source of pain for fast-acting and long-lasting relief. X out your joint pain with JoyFlex. Now with turmeric. Diamonds, the timeless gift. You know the jewelry exchange at prices are unbeatable. Show for how much you care. Save 15% on all our fine jewelry and an additional 10% on loose diamonds. Don't miss these deals. Buy factory direct and save. JewelryExchange.com Group therapy is now in session. So sit, lie down. Let's make the most of this day. And stay. Catnip, take me away. House Broken premieres Monday, May 31st on Fox. Let's get back to talking smack with a side of mac and cheese. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts on COVID-19 vaccines. To get the facts, visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Men over 45, do you have a frequent urgent need to urinate day and night? I have good news. Presenting the Urolift system is an outpatient treatment that simply reopens the channel to increase flow with no cutting. Yes. Most side effects are mild to moderate. Seriously, any infection events on there? Visit Urolift.com. Ask your urologist about Urolift or call 800 you deserve more from your steak. You deserve the only steak that's guaranteed to be perfect. Every single time. At Omaha Steaks, we're delivering old school quality with a new school mentality. That means aging every steak for tenderness, carefully hand carving, and obsessing over every last detail. So you never second guess a single bite. Today, get 12 Omaha Steaks burgers with your order free. Claim your free burgers now at omahasteaks.com tv. You deserve this. Let's face it, Mother Nature never takes a day off, and neither does LeafGuard. And remember, we can install LeafGuard in most cases in less than a day. We're going to bring our factory of wheels right to your house. And military grade was being conducted that killed Big Laden. Obama and a crowd of others watch intently. But as much as the Situation Room functions as the Executive Command Center during the national crisis, the Secret Service put the president when there's immediate physical danger at the White House itself. Officers in riot gear. May 29th, 2020. 
A fast-moving crowd is protesting against police brutality. It swarms Lafayette Square across from the White House. As the chaos threatens to spiral out of control, it's widely reported that Secret Service agents rushed President Donald Trump into a secure bunker deep beneath the White House. As protesters got close to the barrier, they eventually breached an outer barrier. And Secret Service took that as a sign that, hey, this is getting too dangerous, we need to get the first family to safety. And they rushed the family into the bunker. Logan Nye, journalist. Officials had previously refused to confirm or deny the existence of such a clandestine bunker. However, investigative reporter Ronald Kessler was to lead the that broke ground on the North Lawn of the White House in 
That resulted in delicious mashups like the onion sandwich, a uniquely Vietnamese dish influenced by the colonizers. That sandwich is not oh, a fuck it. I don't know what's going on here. Um, something about a sandwich. Um, I don't want to hear about it. History.com families. So, uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't know if people will believe me or not, but I'm not gonna, I mean, you know, I am gonna, I think, just mention what I'm thinking, but, um, obviously, some people are not gonna be, not gonna understand, or they're gonna, whatever, so this has been 15 minutes, um, and... But, uh, if you're, if you can, like, read, if you're conceptually good with movies and stuff, you, you would probably, it's not that difficult, but, my mom knows producers in Los Angeles that, you know, potentially could write me into scripts and stuff, but, I'll probably never be famous. The point is, is that, you know, they write about everybody. They write about all kinds of stuff. Just whatever. I don't care what you think. Let's see. Dakota Access avoids new shutdown order from federal court. Um, I don't know what that means. But uh, I told you I went to the Edwards Air Force Base and... It just showed me the code behind the website. Why somebody either left that there or it let it's, it was <laughs> it was the Terminator. I swear to God. I mean, it's funny, but it's really not because I mean, where is your Crystal Peak? So watch Terminator Three, and you'll see. It makes sense. And Claire Danes is the wife of. Uh, John Connor, who, and my grandmother's name was Claire. Anyway, she had Alzheimer's, and now we're worried my mom might have Alzheimer's. It's just, it's just something that's happening. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know for sure, but she seems to be acting kind of weird, but maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But, uh, anyway, uh, let's watch the rest of this. By the way, I'm David Trump on Facebook, so, you know, for the next 50, 40-something days, 40 to 50 days, I'll be David Trump, and we'll see, depending on what's going on with David, Donald Trump, I will make changes to that name as, if I need to, but I might not, it just, I'm just not sure yet. The beast is designed so that if there is some type of attack, the president can actually be in the vehicle and withstand the attack. And that you can not only just withstand the attack, but that you're able to move him to a place of safety. Just what exactly are the specific designs and materials used to construct the beast? Well, that's hard to know, since that information is top... If anybody cares, I'm safe here. This is a very safe location. And, you know, we have Redstone Arsenal here, and and everything and 
uh, just, this is a safe, safe, as safest place I can possibly be, just if, if anybody does care. To what the potential will be found on the presidential limousine. Trent Kimball, Texas Armoring CEO. Everything that Texas Armoring does to manufacture an armored vehicle is very similar to what goes into the beast. The beast is just supersized. The materials are supersized. The braking system is supersized. The suspension system is supersized. The beast is perhaps the most advanced armored vehicle in the world. Based on what we do and how we armor our vehicles, gives us a pretty good idea of what we can expect to be inside the presidential limousine. The beast weighs an estimated 20,000 pounds and requires a highly modified V8 engine. And even then, it only hits a top speed of 60 miles per hour. Each of a dozen or more limousines in the presidential fleet is built by General Motors from the ground up at a reported cost of nearly $2 million per vehicle. It might look like a standard Cadillac limousine, but it's definitely not. It's a specialized armored vehicle that's probably more in line of like a, a tank or other military type vehicle. Ballistics expert Lawrence Kosa. What we would expect to see in the Beast are the same materials that we use. The ballistic glass, the ballistic steel, the run-flat tires. Those things would be the same. The difference is the Beast has a maximum level of protection. The undercarriage of the Beast is likely protected with different types of composite materials, composite armor, that is meant to suppress the explosive effect as well as the concussion of a blast coming underneath the vehicle. But in terms of what it'll actually stop, the Secret Service has, you know, got that under wraps. The fuel tank is protected with ballistic nylon and then sprayed with a rubberized undercoating to protect against the elements. What this ballistic nylon does is it protects against hand grenades, IEDs, landmines, so that your fuel won't leak out or your whole vehicle won't explode. While the beast is used to protect the president, it's believed the vehicle has some rather effective countermeasures. So in addition to the actual ballistic protection on the presidential limousine, there's likely some emergency countermeasures to buy extra time in the event that the president's attacked. So there's a good chance there's night vision equipped on the vehicle. They probably have uh, stored weapons for uh, the driver to access. That's like a last-ditch protection. There's likely uh, blood supplies with the president's blood on board in the event that he's seriously wounded and they don't have time to airlift him. Okay, I don't know what else is going on here, but... Uh, so, yeah, so check out all this data, look into it, get me some money when you can, just from anybody that ma that cares, uh, as fast as possible, get money in my, in my BBVA bank account, in my wallet, but I, j I don't think working anytime soon is what I need to be doing and uh, we'll see what happens with everything David McCulloch Cash D-A-B-I-D-M-C-C-U-L-L-O-U-G-H-C-A-S-H search for me on Google DuckDuckGo Yahoo Bing um, you'll find my YouTube page my podcast my uh, my Twitter just a bunch of stuff Instagram dot com forward slash David McCullough Cash, check it out, it's not a, it's just me and my phone, and whatever energy I have at whatever time, and I do the best I can, it's not like a professional media thing, it's just what I'm doing, thanks.